Good morning or good afternoon, everyone. Uh, my name is Piero Carlo Dos Reis, research associate at the Florence School of Regulation Energy, mostly dealing with decarbonization scenarios and uh, the role of technologies in decarbonization, such as hydrogen or renewable electricity. And today I'll be doing an interview with the chair of the IAWE um, online session on the future energy mix. So Professor Keigo Akimoto of Research Institute of Innovative Technologies for the Earth in Japan. Um, and he was the chair of this session. And the um, first question I would like to ask him is, uh, Professor Keigo, which were the major insights which you found the most interesting and which came out from the session you chaired um, yesterday? Yeah, uh, thank you very much for the questions. Uh... In order to achieve deep emission reductions, including net zero emissions, all the measures of renewables, nuclear power, uh, CCUS, and energy savings in energy demand side are required. Large increases in renewables are promising measures, but uh, for the expansions, uh, flexibility with batteries, hydrogen, ammonia, uh, synthetic fuels, biofuels, and demand-side response, or cross-border interconnections for some nations is also very important. Anyway, the future technology innovations are greatly uncertain, so we should have several measures to be able to contribute to achievement of decarbonization. It's okay. <laughs> no, it's great. Um, indeed, I mean, we also had over the session uh, different views. I mean, we had IEA's view thanks to Brent Warner. Um, mm -hmm. We had uh, also the French view on the decarbonization thanks to Thomas mm -hmm. Veyrenk of RTA. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And the final one was Professor Karsten Neuhoff um, yeah. of the IWV Berlin, who was mentioning about the a policy frame needed towards the decarbonization of EU materials industry, steel, yeah. cement, chemicals. So, I mean, the, there we got a bit of insights both from different world regions, but also yeah. different technological portfolios. Yeah. Now, and maybe I would like also to go to do you a question which goes slightly a bit beyond the session per se and goes more into the topic we were discussing before, meaning the future energy mix. Um, so, of course, as the, all of the speakers mentioned, but we all know, uh, the future energy mix is expected to undergo significant changes already starting the next 10 years and even further along as we go towards 2050. Now, could you maybe mention to me why are these changes expected? Which are the major drivers for these changes? And maybe, I don't know, for your experience in Japan, there are some drivers for that change, but if we look mm -hmm. at uh, also Brazil, where I was born, uh, they're surely in the developing countries, other drivers for yeah. these changes. Could you briefly mm -hmm. mention some of what's your view, these important drivers? Uh -huh. Yeah, Professor Neuhoff states the importance of carbon prices and the opportunities of carbon border adjustment mechanism. Uh, there are one of the policy measures to change the energy mix to deep emission reductions. But uh, on the other hand, in some developing countries, there are large energy intensive industries and uh, energy prices are 
very sensitive to the competitiveness of the energy intensive industry. So, and in addition, there are the risks of trade conflicts the whole the, uh, in the uh, carbon border adjustment mechanisms. So in my personal views, uh, carbon border adjustment measures should be carefully discussed and carefully introduced, uh, particularly in developed developed countries. Anyway, uh, we need several technology and social innovations for achieving deep emission reductions, uh, uh, reductions, uh, battery, hydrogen, synthetic fuels, and uh, direct air capture, for example, will be important technologies for the innovations, as well as digitalization technologies, which can induced to increases in grid flexibility and sharing and circular economies. So particularly in developing countries, cheaper energy costs achieved by innovations will be very important for the economic growth or and uh, uh, industrial competitiveness. Thank hmm. you. Okay, that's interesting. If I may just make uh, one quick remark linking to what you just said, I mean, how do you see the role of consumers in these changes? Do you think they'll be passive or they'll be active? Yeah, uh, consumer change is uh, also very important uh, topics, but uh, uh, we don't so uh, we don't believe a large portion of this consumer changes is uh, uh, very difficult. So this, for example, digitalization technologies or uh, other innovations will be able to induce such social innovations. So both of the technological innovations and social uh, behavior change are very important uh, to deep uh, to achieve deep emission reductions. Okay, great. Um, now maybe I would like uh, to pose you now this third and maybe final major question, uh, which is the following. Um, I found particularly striking the remark, which was done by IA and repeated also by Brent Warner mm -hmm. um, in the session yesterday, which was the IA net zero scenario is not the pathway towards mm -hmm. 1.5 degrees by 2050, but it's a pathway. So it's one of many possibilities. Um, so of course, I mean, you have also ARENA, you have other intergovernmental organizations or consultancies or other groups developing their own scenarios towards the decarbonization. And as you mentioned, I mean, uh, technologies will play a key role um, in all of these transitions. Um, what I would find interesting to discuss, however, is, um, as you said, technologies are a common element among all of these multiple pathways of changes, uh, which are maybe other elements which may be common across these different pathways, for example, the ones identified by IPCC, and which elements maybe are necessarily avoided in order for these pathways to reach their targets. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. fossil fuel emissions, I spoke about not building any more coal by already this year. So I see that there are some also maybe some commonalities among what we should be avoiding. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, anyway, uh, unfortunately, I'm not so optimistic to achieve 1.5 degrees pathways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> There are several nations which are uh, under very different conditions. So in the 
uh, real world, uh, it is not easy to make the strong coordination uh, for deep emission reductions among all nations. So uh, under the conditions, wide ranges of innovations, both in energy supply and demand side are very uh, key issues. So there are several potential pathways to achieve uh, below 1.5 degrees, uh, depending on the success of innovation. So we should consider uh, several potential measures in energy supply and demand side, uh, including negative emission technologies. But uh, uh, the key components of the uh, electricity storage issues, uh, including a battery and uh, hydrogen or uh, synthetic fuels because uh, uh, the expansion of the renewable energy is a uh, key for the uh, deep emission reductions. Okay, no, I find it interesting. So, I mean, if I were to summarize it in uh, what I see is in order to be able to still aim for these climate ambitious targets, which are, they're quite ambitious, um, we would indeed need to avoid uh, not innovating so we need we need new technologies or we need to reduce the cost of technologies which are we already identified we need to innovate um, and not doing so is wrong but also i think as you mentioned an interesting point is the international cooperation i mean if we do not manage i mean the global climate warming um, global uh, warming effect is a, it's a global effect and we need to coordinate the efforts of different regions and countries and having mm -hmm. uh, some regions be the protagonists of this change, but other regions lagging behind is something which must be avoided um, to a certain degree. Um, so I think these are really interesting uh, points. Uh, maybe would you like to mention something for the audience, something which was your own remark about this topic, what you think is the main key takeaway message for the audience out of your session? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I believe uh, it is really important to coordinate the uh, global uh, emission reduction efforts uh, all, uh, for all of the nations. But uh, there are several different uh, economic growth stages uh, uh, among nations. And so it is not so uh, easy to uh, coordinate the emission reductions. So, but uh, we have to uh, deduce uh, or we have to achieve the deep emission reductions of 1.5 or 2 degrees. So in this case, uh, of course, we have to uh, make uh, efforts to, to make a good coordination among nations, but uh, also uh, innovations to achieve uh, cheap uh, energy costs uh, are very important to achieve uh, such deep emission reduction. Thank you a lot for your availability for the interview. And uh, yeah. I hope uh, everyone who was there in the session enjoyed it. Those who could not enjoy uh, the session, please feel free to follow this interview, which was just registered. There will also mm -hmm. be a highlights presented in the FSR webpage. And also there are some tweets made available, uh, which you can find easily through the IAEE accounts. So I thank you for following us and have a nice day. Yes, thank you very much.